All right. Welcome to the CXM Experience. And I am Grad Khan, CXO at Sprinkler, back as usual every weekday, talking about stuff to do with experiences. And so today I want to talk a little bit about the world of plant-based alternatives. And uh, let's go, uh, we're going to go vegan today. Oh, that's kind of fun, right? Um, I will say I struggled with that word for a long time. My uh, youngest daughter was uh, vegan for a while. And for some reason, I kept wanting to pronounce it vegan. Uh, I think there's Vega as a planet in the Star Trek universe, maybe <laughs> something like that. So I like vegan, but uh, vegan is uh, the correct pronunciation. Uh, and I just double checked it a few minutes ago to make sure. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about how food is changing. And it was kind of kicked off by uh, something I saw on CNN today, which was uh, kind of a neat little headline that kind of out of do a pretty good job these days of writing headlines that mean you have to click through. So nice clickbait headline. And the headline was Nestle's newest Kit Kat is missing a key ingredient. It's like, oh, oh, missing a key ingredient. Well, not really missing. Uh, it's actually been replaced. And so um, the new Kit Kat uh, coming uh, from Nestle uh, and Kit Kat, of course, uh, one of my favorite chocolate bars. I don't see them as much in the U.S., but certainly a huge chocolate bar in Canada. Nestle's obviously huge in Canada as well. And Kit Kat's just super delicious with the thin wafers and the chocolate. Uh, it's all good. Anyway, they've come up with a new Kit Kat bar, which is Kit Kat Vegan. It's, um, I think they call it Kit Kat V, uh, but underneath the V it says vegan. So it's pretty cool. And uh, basically the company is jumping on the plant-based alternative food trend uh, started by things like the Impossible Burger and stuff like that. And um, Nestle's promising that the new candy still has the perfect balance between crispy wafer and smooth chocolate. So what they've done is they've replaced dairy milk, which is used in you know most chocolate and regular Kit Kats, for a rice-based alternative uh, and a new type of sustainable cocoa. Uh, and I'll start going on sale later this year in, in 2021 in a bunch of different countries. Um, and obviously, we'll expand worldwide once they kind of get results as they come in. Um, and they they did say they focused a lot on taste. Uh, and they they took a sounds like an iterative approach to create something that was still delicious and tasted like a Kit Kat, but, you know, not made from an animal product. It just follows Mars. Mars in 2019 did a line of vegan chocolate bars. And uh, Lint, Cadbury have also sort of done some stuff in the vegan category as well. And uh, the trend is kind of continuing to grow. You know, it's kind of interesting. It's this idea of, you know, food and how we eat and the way we eat. Uh, it's been interesting. People have been talking about vegan and vegan diets for a really long time. And the impact on the environment and the impact on our lives of our dependence on cows in particular is very significant. And... All I had to say is cows, and and my dog is now dreaming of something. Hang on a second. Let me just let me just wake her up. Hang on a second. She's fine now. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> working from home, baby. Uh, anyway, so uh, there's um, some pretty interesting evidence on the amount of methane that is produced by cows on the amount of deforestation that's been caused by, you know, planting pastures and, you know, putting cows in place and on just the cost 
of creating uh, a cow-based economy uh, because essentially, you know, cows don't eat meat, right? Cows eat plants and they essentially turn the plants into meat, then we eat the meat. We could just eat the plants. Like we don't sort of processing it via the cow, uh, but we could just eat it directly. And doing that would uh, save a lot of money, save a lot of the environment, uh, would reduce greenhouse gas emissions significantly. There are some people who believe that much of our climate change challenge is being caused by our dependency on cows. And as people, as, as kind of economies kind of online and get more wealth, cow meat becomes a big part of the economy. And then next thing you know, you know, we're ripping forests down, getting rid of farms and, you know, eating cows. So interesting trend. Um, there is a great restaurant called Full Bloom, B-L-O-O-M, Bloom. And Full Bloom is actually based in Miami. I actually went there for Valentine's Day this year. It was a really super duper fun time. And uh, Full Bloom is a vegan restaurant and they have, you know, everything that that they do there is plant-based. Um, I had a, a absolutely delicious meal and the, um, they had a, you know, a, a quotation marks, a tuna appetizer, but it was actually smoked watermelon. If you can imagine, uh, it was absolutely incredible. And there was a, a beet dish that was a spectacular kind of a, kind of like a beet carpaccio, which was pretty neat. And, um, and then, you know, just many other things that they can do with plants. And I think if you take enough imagination and do enough interesting things, you can have a lot of fun with plants. I think part of the problem sometimes with vegetables and plants is that we have always treated them as a sort of just as an aside, you know, on the, you know, just stick it on the side of the plate, steam it, maybe throw sauce on it. But, you know, typically we don't spend a lot of time or attention on our vegetables. Um, and if you do, you can have a lot more fun with them. I'll give you kind of an interesting little vegetable recipe. And this is kind of, we were talking about potato salad yesterday. So this will be, this will be recipe week. Maybe not every day, but we'll maybe a couple more recipes as we go through the week. Here's a super duper fun thing that you can do um, that will taste amazing and uh, will be really fun and it'll surprise the people in your life. Uh, mushrooms are really fun these days. You can get a lot of different kinds of mushrooms, you know, portobello mushrooms, all sorts of different kinds of field mushrooms and button mushrooms and the usual suspects. And mushrooms are a lot of fun to um, fry and to bake and broil. Mushrooms have got a lot of different textures to them. You can have a lot of fun with them. So one thing I would recommend is um, put a, you know, frying pan, ideally... Um, you're probably going to want to use an iron skillet. I find that that does the nicest job in terms of uh, browning a mushroom. And then put in um, probably two tablespoons of butter and about two tablespoons of some kind of high heat vegetable oil. So, and, and typically not olive oil because that burns, it burns at too low a temperature. Something like safflower oil, peanut oil, but it's a bit dodgy. Not everyone can eat peanut oil, but safflower oil is maybe one of my favorites or just a, a sunflower oil sometimes works too. Avocado, it's not too bad. And um, the reason you put the butter and the oil together is that the butter causes the mushrooms to brown and then the oil prevents the butter from burning. Right? So that's why you put them together. So put that in a kind of nine inch uh, iron skillet. Uh, and then just get a whole mess of mushrooms. You know, you know, get a bunch of different kinds if you can. D'Artagnan, which is, is, a, is a fantastic online uh, ordering place. Uh, D'Artagnan has a really great mushroom mix. Just throw all that in. 
or you can get it from your, your local store. And so um, just kind of fry that up and let it kind of simmer. And then you should, it should be still pretty liquidy and starting to brown after about 10 to 15 minutes and looking pretty interesting. Um, leave the liquid in the pan. So don't, don't take the liquid out of the pan. And here it is. Get a package of borsan, borsan cheese. Cut the wheel in half and then chop those little, with that half into slightly smaller pieces. And while the skillet is still on, so while the frying pan is still on the heat, drop the pieces of borsan into the mushrooms that still have liquid in them. This would still be liquid in the pan. Not too much, just a few tablespoons. Immediately turn the heat off. Because if you leave the heat on, the cheese will start to burn. You don't want to do that. But you need the pan still hot. And then stir the borsan. So borsan is a B-O-U-R-S-I-N. Borsan is a soft cheese, very low melting point. The borsan will essentially turn into a sauce in the pan. And the great thing is that the borsan is already like got rennet and it's already got salt and pepper and all the spice. Like it's already a sauce. So then let's let that kind of melt around, stir it up. Not too long. You, you, you don't have a ton of time here. You've got probably 30 to 45 seconds. Because if you, if you leave the borsan in too long and it gets too hot, then it'll actually start to uh, harden um, because it'll, it'll start to boil off its moisture. So you got to do this kind of quick and then serve the mushrooms alongside something or just serve the mushrooms. Delicious. And it's completely... Um, not a vegan meal because it's got dairy in it, but it is a vegetable meal and uh, no cows were killed in the making of it. So uh, try that uh, kind of a fun recipe. And I'm not 100% sure how we got here, but that's that's what we were talking about today in experience. And I think, let me pull it around the corner a little bit here just to kind of make it experience-based. You know, cooking, and we may do more of this as we, as we kind of build out the show. Cooking is an interesting experience. What's interesting about cooking is that it is in and of itself an experience, right? The, the experience of making the meal. And there are many cases where when I'll make a meal, I'll actually have more fun making the meal than eating it. Or sometimes I don't even bother eating it. Uh, and sometimes people will be like, hey, you're taking too long or you're so slow or whatever. But I actually love the process of making it. Right? I love the process of timing. I love the process of pulling it all together. Um, and that, to me, is what makes it really, really special. And so as you think about experience with your customers, remember that in many cases, uh, a lot of times the journey is actually part of what the customer loves. And so trying to get the customer right to the sale quickly may not be the most important thing to do or may not even be something they want to do. They might want to luxuriate in the experience of the shopping. They may want to luxuriate in the process of choosing. They might want to luxuriate in the process of imagining and thinking about new things. So sometimes it's fun to cook slow. And sometimes it's fun to mess around and do some fun stuff you haven't done before. And sometimes it's fun to use borsan as a sauce. So enjoy. Have a good time. I'll see you tomorrow. For the CXM Experience... I'm Grad Khan, and I'll see you next time.